What is up, guys? Welcome to episode 84 of the Sports Card Second Podcast. Today, we're having my second family member I've had on the show, um, William, uh, my cousin. He is a former college baseball player and an avid sports card collector and listener of the show. So we had a really fun time with him today. Um, And I'm sure you guys are going to enjoy this one because I definitely did. Uh, He was uh, great um, during the interview. So... Um, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this episode today. Um, nothing crazy to update you guys on. Um, I'm about to get a comp suit shipment uh, coming in, so I will update you guys on that probably next week. But, um, yeah, nothing too crazy this week happened for the show. So hopefully you guys enjoy this interview. And I've definitely got a couple more interviews coming up for y'all in the next couple months. All right, let's get right into the interview with William. What is up, guys? We've got another great guest on the Sports Card Second Hotline. Today, we've got, uh, this is probably the second family member I've had on, except for little Stimvitz of my dad at the National back in the day. But this is my cousin, Will. Um, he is a, um, he's sort of gotten back into cards. He's had a resurgence in his collection, and he's played baseball for a while. He's a big baseball fan. So I'm really glad to have him on the show today. Um, he's an avid show listener. So, Will, how are you doing today? I'm so glad to have you on. I'm doing well, Jacob. Thank you for having me on. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, for sure. So, um, you um definitely know how I start off all my interviews. So, how did you get into collecting cards? I mean, like you mentioned, I played baseball up until uh, relatively recently. I'm sure we'll get into that later in the uh, in the podcast, but um. I mean, just just a love for baseball. You know what I mean. I I've, I've collected cards my whole life, like since I was little. Since started out collecting little stuff with my dad, and as of um, I want to say probably early November of last year, I started getting to the more expensive, more premium products. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Definitely have enjoyed seeing your collection grow, especially recently. Um, so, like I said, you had a resurgence in your collection, like uh, we've seen. So, what? kind of caused that resurgence in your collection what got you sort of back into the hobby because I know you had a couple years where you're just kind of getting a couple packs or you know a couple just random cards every you know for a year really and then what kind of caused the resurgence recently I'm honestly not really sure I think I think I think one day I just decided I was I think I was bored (laughs) one day and I looked up local card shops and I found uh, We the Hobby, which is now, I'm sure maybe some other listeners on the stream um, have heard of them. If not, go look them up on Whatnot. Go look them up online. Phenomenal, phenomenal company. Um, but I, I think, I can't quite remember, but if I'm going to be honest, I think, I think that was um, how I got back into it. I looked up local card store, showed up one day there and uh, bought a box of panini chronicles and then i don't know just ever from since that i've been uh very consistent kind of daily activity with it yeah yeah uh that actually happened with me i'm sure you know that i was kind of out of the hobby for about six months or eight months the last year or so and i yeah just boredom uh i i got on my collection you know looked around i was like dang what i'm kind of missing out so that's how i got back in as well i feel like um everybody's like oh i'm always bored or whatever bored is a great tool for anybody that wants advice that's listening boredom is great because it helps you find you know what you're interested in or whatever but so let's talk about your baseball career how um so you 
did play uh, a year of college ball, correct? Yes. Yep. I okay. played one year of varsity baseball. Okay. So t- just kind of give us sort of why did you, um, you know, give us some of your career notes and also like what happened that made you get out of baseball in college as well? Um, so I got recruited to play college baseball at uh, a small college called Bard College and absolutely hated it. It was terrible. Um, and I only spent one semester there. I didn't even start the season there. And I transferred to St. John Fisher, um, which is where I am now. And I absolutely love it here. Um, for anyone looking for a college church, St. John Fisher, look us up. We're phenomenal located in Rochester. But um, anyways, that's not that's not the point. Uh, but but yeah, so I, I, I transferred into Fisher and um, I, I was talking to the coach here and managed to uh, secure a roster spot for the uh, for the spring. And, you know, after going through a, a full season of, of playing baseball, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love baseball. I love the guys on the team here. Um, I just decided that, you know, it just college baseball wasn't really my thing. There was other areas in my life that I wanted to explore, like obviously like now baseball cards, like instead of being in touch with the sport in the, in a different sense, like if I play baseball, I wouldn't be able to do this mm-hmm. hobby as much as I'm, as, as I'm able to now, but um, just like kind of wanting to explore some other, uh, some other aspects of my life that I can discover some things about myself that I otherwise wouldn't have found out. Um, but as for, I know you're saying you wanted some touch to, to, for me to touch on a little bit of my career uh, yeah. as, a, as a player. Uh, <clears throat> if COVID hadn't hit, I personally think I could have gotten a couple D1 offers um, mm-hmm. that didn't come my way because of COVID kind of got screwed over with recruiting. But um, I guess I can highlight my senior year of high school. Um, I hit uh, 538, I want to say, um, and led my my team in almost every single offensive category. So I had I had myself a pretty good, pretty good year, was yeah. one of the top, top uh, hitters in the state in terms of batting average. So it was, was a pretty good year. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's that's great. Um, I agree with you. I feel like COVID did really mess a lot of people up with that um year that that could have boosted their stats up just that one extra year, you know. But also, you've got quite a brother. Why don't you harp on him a little bit since he is active? But yeah, tell us about him a little bit. Yeah, so I have a little brother. His name is uh, his name's Ben, and so he's two years younger than me. Um, so he's 17 right now, and he is committed to pitch Division One at Niagara University. Um, and he's he's working hard trying to trying to get that 90 off the mound. He's he's yep. hard worker, hard working kid. He's in the gym a lot. Um, he works his tail off, and you know he's he's a little bit of a of a card collector himself too. To kind of loop it back into some cards here, um, there's a uh, there's a player uh, Matt Brash who pitches for the uh, Seattle Mariners, and um, he went to Niagara. And recently I bought my brother um, a little autograph for him um, for a little birthday gift, which I, yeah. I gave it to him already. It's a little early birthday gift for him, but um, so he did, he did get that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, D1 athlete. I mean, that's, that's crazy. I mean, I always think about like Eastern Kentucky university, which is um, my local college, they're division one in basketball and they're, they might be even division one in baseball as well. And I always think about, I'm like, dang, these guys, like, oh, they're just not that good. I'm always like, an average high school player could, you know, easily play for them. And it's just like, D1 athletes are just on a different level. It's crazy, um, you know, like how much work they put in, how much 
uh, skill they actually have, raw talent out of high school, and the potential they have to be able to play D1 is insane. So, I mean, kudos to a lot of behind the anybody. Scenes a lot of behind yeah, the scenes. kudos to anybody who's made D1 because that is it's a tough journey to get there. And yeah, kudos to it's no small feat. Anybody else? Yep. Yeah, that's the that's the uh, peak for any high school athlete. You want to make D1, so. Yeah, that's that's pretty uh pretty awesome. But yeah, let's move back into cards. So, tell us about your PC and I know you live in New York, so give us the story of why you're gonna. Because I know your PC, so give us the story of why you PC this team as well. Okay, so my PC, um, I collect three cards as my main um my main three. Um, Austin Riley is my number one. My number two is Von Grissom, and my number three is Michael Harris. And I'm sure most everyone out there has realized they're all Braves. And yeah. like Jacob said, I'm from New York. Um, I go to school in Rochester, New York. I'm originally from Ithaca, New York. Um, and I'm a huge Braves fan. And a lot of you are probably wondering, how is this kid a Braves fan if he lives in New York? And no, it is not because I'm a bandwagon. Here's here's the story. So my dad, um, when he was younger, obviously he played baseball too. And my grandmother, who's also Jacob's grandmother, wanted to uh, learn more about baseball so that she could enjoy my dad's games more. So they used to be Yankees fans, but the Yankees weren't on TV. So every single night, my dad would turn on the TV and put a baseball game on to try and teach my grandmother some baseball. And at first they were watching the Cubs, but they couldn't stand Harry Carey. And the only other team that was broadcasted was the Braves. And... They started watching the Braves, and sure enough, they watched them every single night, and they became Braves fans, and I, I was born into a, a Braves family, and I've been Braves since birth. Yeah, I feel like that's a classic 80s story I've heard before where, you know, there's three or four channels, and you got two teams to watch. So, yeah, I feel like it's always been the Cubs or Braves for the choices. So I feel like a lot of people in your area end up being Cubs fans or Braves fans because of the TV, <laughs> the TV situation at that time. But I feel like that's just a great story. And um, I feel like, you know, anybody who's been around with the Braves since the early 80s with how bad they sucked back then uh, is definitely a true fan. So I really like that. So um, one other question. So what um, draws you to Austin Riley so much? I mean, he's a great player, all-star, um, but what draws you to him so much? Yeah, so um... – Originally, I, I I was a Dansby Swanson fan. I watched Dansby all the way through college, and I've I've loved watching Dansby. And and if he had stuck with the Braves, he would be the number one PC. But as soon as he uh, he left the team this year, unfortunately in the off season, I mean, it is what it is. We have Vaughn Grissom, who I love. He's going to be. I think he's going to fill that spot pretty well. But I was trying to figure out. I was like, who's my favorite player now? Like Dansby's gone. I don't know what to, I don't know what to do with myself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just, Austin Riley is just the numbers that he's put up year after year. He's like MVP caliber. Hits so many home runs. And honestly, like, I kind of like how he's an unsung hero. Like he's not the Ronald Acuna. He's not the super flashy guy. Like everyone's like all eyes on him. I kind of like how he flies under the radar and he's just this super stud. That's not necessarily the biggest name. Yeah, I agree with you. I feel like that's a great way. I feel like he's sort of, I, in my opinion, he's possibly top three most underrated players in baseball, if not number one. 
Um, I feel like uh, there's a couple guys like Kyle Tucker is up there for me as well. Um, a couple guys like that, but I feel like he should be way more noticed. Um, in Atlanta, I feel like he's almost the number three guy in even Atlanta's front office. Um, with Ozzy Albies and Acuna there, so I feel like he should be noticed way more. I put him number um, one. If I'm going to be honest with you, I, yeah. I think oh, Acuna when Acuna's healthy, maybe Acuna's number one. But as of t- today's standings, I'm putting Austin Riley one on the team. Yeah, yeah. I'm just I just meant by you know like what they prioritize for contracts and whatever. But um, I gotcha, I gotcha. Yeah, but I mean you've got a 30 home run, 280 to 300 hitter at third base, like. That is, he's also a versatile player. He has played a little bit of outfield um, when he was younger more, but um, I just feel like he's a great player there, and I feel like he needs to get more notice um, for the all-star ballot, and just more people need to be like, oh, dang, this guy has 30 home runs and 100 RBIs, and he's not even, nobody even is thinking about him for all-star game or uh, MVP um, race at all. I feel like he could have gotten MVP votes recently with a couple of the seasons he's had. Um, he could have gotten it a couple think, of votes at least. So, I think two years ago he was third maybe in the MVP voting, okay. and I think it was fourth or fifth this last year. So yep. he was up there both for, for the past two years, but he certainly wasn't talked about as much as I think he should have. Yeah, I agree with you on that. And I feel like guys like that are even more alluring to collect because you know you can get them for affordable prices. And I feel like that's great because, you know – with me collecting a guy like Ken Griffey Jr., um, you know, there is some junk wax stuff out there that I can get for cheap. But, like, if you want any of his number cards, relics, autos, especially autos, all of his cards are crazy prices because, obviously, he is, in my opinion, the greatest baseball player ever, if not for injuries especially. Um, he hit 600 home runs with the amount of injuries he had. Like, that's, that's a little bit crazy. <laughs> but... Um, also, good, without yeah. injuries, he would have had that speed, fielding. Um, so he, had, you know, he ended up as basically a designated hitter at the end of his career because he couldn't run, and he had no range. So, um, so I feel like without injuries, he could have been the goat. But that's a problem with collecting goats is you've got a lot of competition for cards, and the prices are crazy. So, I feel like a guy like Austin Riley is, um, really important to collectors, um, because it's a superstar caliber player that is just prices are just not where superstar caliber player should be. So it's great, a great deal for collectors. But also I wanted to touch on something you said earlier about uh, Dansby. I feel like a lot of people recently, especially with this baseball offseason, um, the NBA recently, um, they've been having trouble finding people to collect because of trades. And I've experienced that feeling as well. Um, Amir Garrett's been traded away. Um, a lot, you know, it's the Reds, so we trade away superstars left and right. It feels like, um, I had a guy, kind of. I feel like he's had the stats like Austin Riley played third base. Brandon Drury last year was playing great for the Reds. He got traded at the deadline. Um, Jesse Winker got traded away. Eugenio Suarez. Um, so a lot of our star players that we've had recently have been traded. That I like to PC. So I feel almost wary to collect somebody from my team. So that's why I actually went the retired route because I just wanted to have some something solid. But I feel like a lot of people have been debating if they should collect somebody. Um, that got traded away. So even even though they got traded, they might still collect them. But 
I feel like I see where you're going with that because it's it only you almost feel betrayed as a collector, even even though you're just you know just a little guy, just a fan, average fan of the team. You almost feel betrayed that your favorite player got traded away. So, what were your thoughts when you saw the dance you trade? Um, you know how that affected your PC and whatnot. I mean, it didn't really affect my PC too much. I didn't have much dance to begin with. I really wasn't like I said, like uh, uh, early November. So he he had been he had been signed with the Cubs before that. Um, so my PC was kind of unaffected. But okay. it as a fan, it certainly was like almost like like heartbreaking. You know what I mean? Like he was he's the guy that I watched all the way through college. I watched him get drafted. Watched him uh, grow up in our organization and and be our star shortstop. So. Um, it's definitely heartbreaking. It's sad. I mean, I, I wish him luck in his career. I'm I'm still certainly a fan. I'm not an Anthony Swanson hater or anything. Yeah. I still love him. He's 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 still certainly one of my favorite players. Just obviously, he's no no longer my favorite because he's no longer on my team. Um, yeah. but I I do wish him luck in his uh his career uh, yeah. in Chicago. Yeah, for sure. I feel like he's still going to be a great player. Um, and a great addition for the Cubs as well. That was a really smart signing by them for sure. Uh, their middle infield was pretty weak, so especially after losing Javi Baez and you know Addison Russell just faded away. So they've really not had any middle infielders since that, probably in five or six years that were really great. So they've got Nico Horner now too, but yeah, yeah, they so did. That was, they did need that like, second piece. Yeah, a couple of great additions for the middle infield there. Um, so before we wrap it up, um. We've done this thing recently where I've let the uh, interviewee ask a question to me, and I had to be on the spot. So um, you can ask me uh, your question that you have prepared for me. So let's let's hear what you got. All right. So I've been, I've been thinking about this one um, since I listened to your last podcast and heard that you were doing this. Um, so looking back on 2022, like all of the, all of the cards and whatnot, what is – your favorite release from last year and which release are you looking forward to most this upcoming year? Ooh, that is a great question. Um, so my favorite release last year, it came out, I mean, barely in 2022. Actually, it may have come out in 2023, but I guess would you say if it bears the 2022 name, it would count as a 2022 product? Absolutely. Yep. Okay. So my favorite product would be 2022 Tops Chrome Gilded Collection. And the reason why these cards are beautiful, you've got the matte player on the gold inflect background with the gold borders. The shine is great. All the cards are numbered. Superstar autographs. Um, the redemptions, there's not too many redemptions in there, um, except for a couple of rookies. Um, so I've seen live Acuna autos, which I don't think I've seen in poss possibly three years. So that was really important to me. Um, a lot of live superstars, which usually you don't see. Um, also, you get the second pack with the um, Hall of Fame auto or cut auto or something crazy like that. And I just feel like the look of the cards, the numbering, all cards are numbered to 199 or less. Um, and just rarity and the sheer beauty of that set. That's what my favorite release um, from last year. Now, looking forward... Um, I always, at this point of the year, I'm always looking forward to Chronicles because I always want the mass amount of rookies. Um, so that's got to be up there for me. I always love opening that um, near the end of the year once we get all the call-ups and whatnot. But 
man, I don't know if there's anything else too crazy besides Chronicles. If they do Guild again, I'd probably, I mean, I love 2023 design, so um, I feel like that would be great. Um, but, yeah, I'm not, I feel like at this point of the year, I'm always at Chronicles, but you, you never know when you see new products or whatnot. So I feel like right now it would be 2023 Chronicles, but um, I cannot set that in stone until I see you know, the complete release calendar and, you know, you never know what new products will come out. So yeah, that's what I think. Exactly. You hit the hit on the nail, hit the, excuse me, hit the, hit the nail on the head there. Um, I, yep. that's exactly kind of exactly what I was going to say. Um, although the one that I looking forward, I do like, I love the Chronicles. I, I do want to see like all of the uh, Panini products, but the one box that I do want to see released for baseball this year that I, I believe they've only released football in the past is a, uh, is a Panini Spectra. Oh, I, yeah. I think those cards look so slick on the football cards, and I I want to see some baseball panini. So yeah. let's see some panini spectra this year in 2023. How about yeah? It? I think they did release that in 2020 and 2019, but I don't know if we've seen that as standalone in a while. I think Capstone took that over this year, so hopefully we see that come back. Um, I like the one hipper pack type of um uh format for that. Um, you get four hits per box, four packs, and it's just great hits you see some massive patches in there and i think they were in chronicles this year yeah because you do have they were in chronicles I've, I've hit two of them yep. but yeah but i i would like a, a specific box for them yep yeah i agree i feel like that's great so yeah if you guys um want to check out spectra i'm sure there's some great um older videos on youtube because i know ja i remember watching jab's family open that a couple years ago and some guys like that so yeah make sure you guys check out check that out and um if you like our ideas uh, drop an email at my email sportscardsecond at gmail.com so before we go i'll let you plug anything if you want to you don't have to but i don't know if you want to plug your instagram if people want to reach out or anything like that uh i mean not particularly but i guess like my ebay page is uh okay. under uh, the username will root three <laughs> okay. any views are appreciated yep. you don't have to buy by any means but that's really all i need to plug yep yeah, he, you do have some great cards on there from the recent trade night you attended. So make sure you guys check out uh, your username, WillRuth3, um, on eBay. That is a great page. I would definitely check that out. And it's also a newer page, so um, definitely um, check him out. And if you buy from him, definitely leave him that feedback because he it is important to build up your page so you um, you know more people will trust trust the uh, seller so make sure you guys um, leave that feedback if you do buy but yeah that'll pretty much wrap up our show but i um, super glad to have William on today um, definitely uh, a great collector and glad to see a guy getting back into the hobby um, after even during college when uh, you know finances are hard to come by but um, I'm really glad to see him back and uh, I've had him me and uh, you remember uh, Bentley, we are kind of doing a collecting network right now. So um, we do have plans for maybe doing a Discord coming up soon. You, you never know. We might start a sports card second Discord, which that would be pretty cool to trade in and uh, stuff like that. Absolutely. So, I Yeah. If that's something that the fans are interested in, let me know. And I can get that up and running. Yeah, definitely reach out. Um, I have my email, like I said, sportscardsecond at gmail.com. If you guys are interested in that, um, I would definitely uh, be down to start another social uh, output for uh, the show. But that will pretty much wrap it up. Thank you for joining me once again, William. Um, this has been Sports Card Second. 
I'm Jacob signing off. Keep collecting. Peace.